Hey there, welcome to our Chronicles podcast. Happy Thursday, I hope you're having a great week. Well, it's about to get better since today we are going into the God Zone to learn how to become doers of its words. So there's this song by Brooklyn Word King Jesus and there's a part of the verse one that says For those forgiven much dare not withhold cannot forget your touch, cannot withhold your praise for those forgiven much. Do not forget your touch, cannot withhold your praise. This phrase teaches me a lot about actually doing doing the word, doing the word which is God. It says because we are forgiven much we we dare not forget the touch of this God, like how he came into our life to save us from our past. And so we cannot withhold his praise. Cannot withhold his praise means we cannot hold back actually praising him. And to me, when I ask myself, what does praising God actually mean? It means letting God known, showing God to the world. And by praising, by worship, by letting God known, it means we are actually doing what he commands so that other people can see this God in us. So praising is not only about singing praises, but also about living phrases so yes for those forgiving much cannot be told your praise the praise of jesus cannot be withheld should not be withheld in our lives god loves doers of his words he loves people he loves when people deny themselves to serve others he loves it when people use what he has given them to be generous to others whether it's your time your treasures your gifts your talents your hobbies he wants us to use it he wants us to use the resources that he has given us to make a positive impact wherever we go. And by doing that, we are doers of his word. So to be doers of, the, of God's word means to be, to be more, to do more. Like to do more, to take action and be proactive with what we learn from Jesus. When Jesus was leaving the earth, when he was in, ascending into heaven, he told his disciples, go into the world and teach the people what i have taught you so to be doers of his word of god's word it also means we are fulfilling the great commission by teaching others what god has taught us not only by so we can't only teach others by speaking or by being a public or opening a podcast or preaching our lives should be able to teach others what this god has worth in us i see i see doing the word as a way of extending the the goodness of god like god saved me so I want to help others to be safe. God comforted me when I need comfort, so I should pass it on. Some of the most important things that we can do are helping to lighten the bodies of others, freeing people that feel, that feel trapped by something, being a listening ear, easing oppression, removing chains from bad people, praying for our friends. Those are actually part of doing God's word. So I'd like us to... Um, take an insight from the bible bit james chapter 1 verse 22 to 25 i watched through it james chapter 1 verse 22 to 25 i'm reading from new international version niv it says anyone who listens to the world but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what it looks like.
that kind of brought questions to my head because I look I'm if I do not do what I hear about God, it means I'm staring myself in the mirror and the next moment I'm forgetting what I look like. So after my questioning and searching, I discovered what it really means and I'm gonna explain it here. So Anyone who does not do what he hears about God, anyone who is just an hearer and not a doer, is like someone that hears the word alone. Like, looking your face in the mirror, you hear the word alone, and the next minute, you are forgetting what the word even says. So, you can be, you can be a Christian, you can be a very active churchgoer. I go to church, you can read your Bible daily, you can pray three times a day, if the word of God does not live in you, if you do not live the word of God as a lifestyle, I don't think you have a right to claim Christianity. Because if you look at this Christian thing, it's actually not a religion. When Jesus was on earth or when Jesus left the earth, the people were named Christians because they saw that they were actually behaving like a Christ that came. They were actually behaving like Jesus. So Christianity is a lifestyle. Christianity is the ability to do the word of God, to do the word of God. So if you have been saved, if you have confessed Jesus as your Lord, people should be able to see it in you that, okay, she now has Christ. She now has Christ. He now has Christ. This teenager now has Jesus in her life. Moving on to verse 25, it says, But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in whatever they do. Doing the law, doing the perfect law of Christ, guarantees us blessings. So do you want to be blessed? <laughs> Please be doers of the word. Let me also emphasize that we are not saved by our works, but by faith in Christ alone, our salvation is not based on whether we do the work or not. God saved us. Christ has saved us from the cause of our sins, even before we think, or before we even heard the word, before we even think of doing the word. So we are saved by faith in Jesus Christ alone, not by our works. But it is still very important, after being saved, to try to live the words of this God. We should be doers of the word because we are God's masterpiece, created upon the earth to reflect the image of God. In the beginning, God created us as his own image. So if we want to reflect the image of this Jesus, then we must be able to live like he would live. If you are not a doer of his word, can you claim to be an image of Jesus Christ on earth? God has created us anew in himself to do good things, good deeds on the earth just like he would do. Staying active in these good works help us to discover the treasures that God has placed in us most times. It helps us to find flames, fan into flames, the spiritual gifts. It's while doing good deeds that we discover what, we discover our purpose, actually. We discover our calling, we discover what God has really placed in us as a treasure piece to bless 
his word, to bless her word. So yes, being doers of the word makes, and also being doers of the word makes God's word visible to others. So we don't want to be selfish with our salvation. I've been saved, yes, I've been saved, but there are other people out there that have been also saved because we are saved before we even asked of it. There are other people out there that have been saved, but they do not know and they are still dying in their sins, dying by the guilt of their sins. They need their help. They need us to show them that, hey, there's this God. He has forgiven you and he still loves you. It is through our lifestyle that we can do that the most. Being doers of the world make God visible to other people. You don't want to be selfish with this good God. So we need to be doers. Well, in this generation of, <laughs> in this generation of sweetness and confusion, actually, you know, I was, I was, I was in a class one time, and the teacher was like, "Teenage as nowadays are confused." Yes, in this generation of confusion and chaos, and different kind of eloquences and questions upon questions, how is it possible to be really doers of the word of God in this? They at age like it gets so hard. Well, I have some I have some points here to share. I'm a teenager myself, and it really have not been easy. But I think with this few points, we can actually help ourselves to become doers of the word of God. Number one, let the promises in the scripture motivate you to act. We know God's promises. While we read the Bible, you know what I do about the Bible is if, if as I'm reading the Bible, if I see something that really gets to me or really applies to my life, I underline, like underline, or I even write it down in my journal. There are sometimes that I write it at the front page of my journal <laughs> so that anything I open my journal, I get to see it. Especially God's promises. When we continually remind ourselves of God's premises. Number one, it helps us to, you know, it helps us to hold on to our sanity as Christian teenagers. Because really it's not that easy for us in this world. We are going to have people back talk us. We are going to have even ourselves, the voices in our head tell us that what we are doing is not good. But number one thing we should do to remain doers of God's word in this generation is to keep the premises of God in our left hands. Let it be our motivation daily. God promised me that he is with me, so I do not fear. I am not alone because God is with me, is near. And if I lose friends because I decided to follow this Jesus, I am not alone. Let the promises of the scripture Motivate you to act, motivate you to continually live, motivate you to continually pick up your cross and follow Jesus. Let the promises of the scripture be your daily motivation, your daily food. Number three, um, number two, through prayers, study and obedience, invite the spirit to guide you. A fearless Christian is a powerless Christian. And when I say prayers, I mean talking to Jesus. We should cultivate the habit of talking to Jesus on a daily basis. And I'm not saying once in a day or twice in a day. It should actually be continuous throughout the day. If you ask me how many times I pray in a day, I'll tell you I don't know. Because I can talk to Jesus anytime, anywhere, even on the road. If a thought flies into my mind, I can just say, oh God, 
okay, this is a problem now. What am I going to do? I can talk to Jesus at any moment in my life. So we should cultivate the habit of praying as talking to Jesus. Talking to Jesus. Pray. Pray. And to pray, it means we are making supplications unto the Father. And to make supplications unto the Father means we are actually talking to a Father that listens. A three-part point. So after praying, what do we do? Aside praying, study. Study the Word of God. If you do not study the Word of God, I think our, our minds are a product of what we consume. And what we consume, what we see, what we read, what we eat, of course. <laughs> so if you eat the Word of God, you have the mind of God, to be honest, because you get familiar with his ways and what he would do, how he would do, and stuff. So studying the Word of God brings us with that empowers us or gives us that knowledge of okay in this kind of situation there is something like this that i found something like this that is happening to me now in the bible and this is how it was handled and this is how it should not be handled so studying the word of god open our eyes to many things and there is no way we can be doers of the world if we don't study the world if you don't know the word you can't do the word so we have to study the word and then obedience. So aside studying the word, I said earlier that you can go to church, read your Bible, pray. If you don't do the word of God, you are still lacking something. So aside praying and studying the word of God, after hearing it, don't be like the person that looks herself in the mirror and then walks away and forgets everything. So to actually be doers of the word, we have to obey that word. Obedience is key. And when I say obedience, I mean total obedience. Obey these words to the call, to the core. Like, I know that this is the truth written in the scriptures. So I want to follow this truth because I know it is the truth. Obedience. And then we should ask the Holy Spirit to guide us. The Holy Spirit is the one that Jesus Christ has left with us on earth to continually remind us of the word. We don't always remember what we read. We can study we study we can study the whole Bible in a year. But if they wake us up from our beds in the morning to recite the whole Bible, we can't. But in needed situations, the Holy Spirit reminds us of what the scripture actually says. So can always ask the Holy Spirit to guide us in making our decisions and making our daily decisions so we can be doers of the Word of God. The next is lacking the scriptures to yourself. When you read, ask yourself, is there something in the scripture that could help me know what to do? You know, there's something when I just, when I was, when I became, like, when I was new in faith, there was something that you, I usually do. When I wake up in the morning, I kind of open my... Before I open my Bible, it was like a ritual. I'll place my hand on the Bible and I'll be like, God, today, I don't want to make any mistakes. So, I want you to tell me what to do in this Bible. I want you to teach me one lesson today that I will hold on to in this Bible. I don't just want to open this Bible to any page that I will read just for reading's sake. I want to open it to the page where you want me to read for today. And with faith, most times it happens that I will open the Bible and I will see like, wow, this is a big lesson concerning what I'm actually facing right now. So if you want to try it, if your faith is that strong, you can actually try it. It works. It works. I'm a living testimony. So what this third tip is actually saying is that while you, while you read the Bible, 
Don't just read it because you want to read it. Read it and apply it to your life. That okay, this passage I'm reading, this thing that happened in this scene, how can I apply it to my life? How can I apply it to my situation? Like when you're reading the story of Mary and Martha, when Jesus went to their house and Mary was trying to get things done, and Martha sat with Jesus and was listening to her, and Mary complained that, hey, she's not helping me, she's not doing this, and me, I'm trying to make things um, good for you, but so that you'll be comfortable. But Martha is there, just sitting at your feet, listening to you talk. Won't you tell her to come and join me? And what did Jesus say? One thing is needful, and she is doing that which is needful, so leave her to do it. If I want to, like, relate that to my life, I'll be like, okay, one thing is needful, just fix your gaze on Jesus, Sarah, no matter the worries, no matter how I try to fix myself, no matter how I try to fix the mess around me, I should not, actually, because that is Jesus' work to do. My own job is to fix my gaze on Jesus. Yen, like, yen more to learn from him. Just look at him. Look unto him. That is the main goal. That is what is needful and not what is happening in my environment. That's just an instance of relating the scriptures with your life. So, so actually, be doers of the world. Relate the scriptures with your life. Is there something in the scriptures that can help me to know what to do in this situation? Is God trying to tell me something in this scripture? And that's what that's when meditation comes in. So when you are reading the Bible, you don't just read it like straight, like a, like a storybook, because the Bible is not a storybook. You have to meditate, intentionally get quiet and think of it. Relate it with your life and see how it goes. That is one of the spirits of doing the word, doing the word of God. The next tip is put in action what you have been taught by the word. Whatever you read, whatever you learn from the scriptures, do it. Do it. Last year, on my birthday, actually, I had this... I learned this um, stuff from a Christian movie. I learned something about love that was really, really... It's it's like that was the first day I actually realized what a Christ-like kind of love is. Loving without conditions. Loving even when you are not being loved. Loving your enemies. And it really touched me. I was like, wow... Wow, so I haven't been loving like Christ. <laughs> That's why. It's actually hard, but since that day, I just made that decision. Okay, I'm going to start. So I, I decided to put in action what I learned. And I knew myself that, oh, if I want to start this thing, I don't start it immediately. It's gone. So look as if I just decided to start and I postponed it and postponed it. And postponed it till it evaporates out of my mind. So immediately I just sent a message to my best friend, whom we have not been talking for a while. And I told her that okay, um I know that you you are trying to push me away. I know you don't want us to be friends again or something, but hey, that doesn't mean I should not say hi when I feel like saying hi. That doesn't mean I should not ask you how you are doing. Fine, it hurts that you do not value our friendship anymore, but that doesn't matter. My own is just to love you as a person. 
that thought that day I learned a lot and putting it in action has actually helped me to continually put it in action. So if you learn something from the scripture and you think you can apply it to your life immediately, please do. Don't wait. Don't postpone it because procrastination is a deadly thing. Put in action what you've learned immediately, like sharp, sharp. And number, I don't know the numbers, but the next step is, the next tip, actually, is help your neighbors. Your neighbor is anyone around you who needs assistance. The second greatest commandment is actually what? When <clears throat> he just gave two commandments. He said, the first one, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your might, and your soul. And the second one is what? Love your neighbor as yourself. So if you really want to leave the rest of the commandments, if you want to do the rest of the commandments, then you must take this commandment very important. Be intentional about loving people. And that's what I gave up. That's what I learned last year. And now I get to teach on it. Be intentional about loving your neighbor. And your neighbor is not just your neighbor like the normal neighbor definition that we know your neighbor is anybody like anybody around you that needs assistance anybody around you that know that you know that okay this person needs help if you are capable of that help you can help love your neighbor as yourself even if it's your enemy lord preaches that the lord preaches that we should pray for our enemies actually love your enemies love your friends, yeah. Love your frenemies. Love even those people that are strangers to you. Just extend that love. We are loved much, so it's it's our right or it's our obligation to love as we have been loved. You is loved much. Should love much. Love your neighbors. And you will find yourself doing the word as easy as peasy. And the last one. In every situation, this is what I do. Like, this is what I do most times. I ask myself, what would Jesus do? Like, if I find myself stuck between a situation and I find it very hard to make a decision, maybe because I'm trying to, because of my fears or oppression or depression, I just ask myself, what would the Savior do in this situation? What what is the right thing according to the scriptures? Should I report? Should I keep quiet? Should I do this? Will Jesus be happy with me? Will he do it if he was in my shoes? The world became flesh for us to have something to follow. The world became flesh so that we can look at the stories of how the world became flesh and live by it. Let's not forget to, or in every situation we find ourselves, ask yourself, what would Jesus do if he was in my shoes? Have this happened before in the Bible? How did he undo it? How can I undo it? And just keep doing what is good to God is good. God is a good God and we can't be wicked and claim to be Christians. We can't be wicked and claim to be his image. So, our good deeds account for righteousness. Our good deeds account for doing the word of God. 
So keep doing what is good over and over and over again. Even despite your fears, despite how it may seem, just do what is good. And you find yourself becoming doers and not hearers alone. The Lord says in John chapter 14 verse 15 that if you love me, keep my commandments. Doing the word of God, becoming doers of the word means looking into the real law of Jesus Christ and living in it, living it. So doing God's word is a proof that you actually love God. He says it himself in John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. So if you keep God's commandments, if you do his will, if you do his words, then you love him. If you don't, doing God's words also accounts for righteousness. In Romans chapter 2, verse 13, which says, For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who are to be declared righteous. It is then the scriptures, you will be you will be called righteous only if you do the will of God, only if you do the word of God, only if you do what you hear on a Sunday, not just hearing it, but doing it. And in James chapter 1 verse 25, which we just read, you will be blessed, you will be more blessed if you do the word of God. So if you have been blessed today by this podcast, don't forget to give me a like, subscribe to this podcast for instant updates of upcoming episodes then leave a comment if you can you can reach out to me on all of my social media platforms at ofomala sarah organikewe at chronicles.podcast on instagram ofomala sarah organikewe on facebook and twitter at sarah ofomala so to you next episode i'll say let's say prayer heavenly father we thank you for this podcast. We thank you for the grace to listen. Father, give us courage to be doers of your words in a world that cherishes questioning the questions and bypassing the answers. May we move beyond lifting lofty words to do your word. Give us boldness to act on your call to justice in our lives. Especially when no one is watching. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.